Welcome back to episode 135 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here's some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we examine how AI technology has advanced over the recent years. Next, Iman and I ask our 10 most burning metaverse questions to AI. Then we comment on how the AI chat answers our challenging questions. And finally, we ask ourselves if AI will get to the point where it will replace us in the future. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 135 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, I'm Ann. What's up, what's up? All right, and on the sticks, we got TJ. Hey, how's it going? All right. We're all here, dude. We're all here, and we're all gathered here in front of the great presence of artificial intelligence, right? Yes, we're going to have an interesting podcast. We have 10 burning questions yeah. on the metaverse. For now sustainability let's keep it niche let's keep it like in our field our lane yeah <laughs> i guess it's because we could go all day with this ai stuff yeah i have so we're gonna yeah so we're gonna ask the ai some questions about the metaverse yeah and uh and then we're gonna get pretty deep into it and uh i guess before before we get started like maybe a little rundown or break breakdown how the fuck did we get here dude <laughs> you well, know like uh, i've always heard you know AI this, AI that, it's a potential threat, it's going to save all of humanity. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'd never actually witnessed or seen anything of that I could get my hands on. Yeah, until for at least, like recently. At least a decade people have been talking about yeah. AI. Yeah. And uh just recently, within the last couple of years, we we finally got access to like uh publicly available AI tools that can generate some images, mm. music, text, um, blog posts i mean all kinds of stuff like yeah are now even rendered code right rendered code yeah i've been seeing all over twitter these people like they're like 80 percent of the stuff they're coding now is just ai assistant generated mm, you know yeah, yeah yeah that's disgusting that must be like a huge time saver yeah or like i don't know just sounds useful yeah <laughs> I, I, I myself i've been using it as like a, a writing assistant tool mm-hmm. you know part of the hardest part about um I guess the writing process is the starting the process. inertia. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're sitting there like, fuck dude. It's like, how do I start this bitch? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can spend like hours just like stuck in that trench Yeah. before you actually get like, you know, a, uh, an outline or structure to what it is you want right. to put out. But with these tools, you literally can just like outsource that whole thought process now to these AIs. Yeah. You just come up with a couple of concepts that you yeah. want to write about and like a summary of, yeah few sentences a couple lines a few bullet points and before you know it dude you got like a full you know the meat's all there it yeah. might not be like you know the juiciest meat yeah sometimes they put out like some straight duds yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless it provides a foundation yeah. right and i'm pretty sure the, this is happening across all kinds of different like sectors and you know uh specialties skill sets so yeah fucking wild dude yeah so we're definitely going to figure out ways to implement ai into our metazone project true and uh we're we talking about that a lot yeah yeah we're using ai right now to to generate transcripts for all our podcasts true so yeah if you want to <clears throat> i don't know clue some friends into they're not so interested in sitting through an hour-long podcast i guess you yeah. can navigate them to our blog section on the blogrunner.com right yeah it's AI generated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, we were kind of like back and forth amongst ourselves. Should we like tell people this? Like, is, <laughs> is it like, uh, is it frowned upon yet? Like, does it feel disingenuous a little like, bit? Like using AI yeah, to is cheating? It's definitely cheating. Like, it feels like cheating it, it, to me. I don't know because I would not be able to do daily. I, I disagree. No? I don't think it's cheating. I think it's just leveraging tools. Well, it's not. It's well, okay. It's no. It's not. It's not cheating in the same sense. Using a calculator is yeah, cheating, right? It's not cheating. Yeah. It's just like great you know how to use a calculator. Therefore, you, it's a tool. You're you better at math, yeah. or you're better at engineering, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, executing whatever you're doing math for. Agreed. That's how I view of it. Uh, but what I'm talking about from a sentiment perspective, like if we knew CoinDesk, like 95 percent of their articles were AI generated, would CoinDesk have like any kind of uh, position of, I don't know, journalistic? authority well, over their competitors I don't, I don't i don't think it would make a difference to me 
if I realized that CoinDesk was just mostly AI generated, as long as the information was there, <laughs> yeah, and I got what I needed, that's that's the most important part. Mm. Interesting. I guess it depends. Because, yeah, based on my experience, there's certain topics that I feel definitely need a little bit more than what AI can provide today, especially like the more like recent development type topics, because a lot of these tools, they I source older information. That's where the improvement can happen with AI is like yeah. real time access to new information. Yeah, exactly. Which it will, it will come. Yeah, I mean, right now it's it's good. It's in a decent state. It's usable. Everybody's impressed. And yeah. it's addicting. Like, you just want to keep asking it questions, right? You know, because yeah. it never gets tired of you. Yeah. Right? It, it's not like a human where, like, dude, stop yeah. breathing down my neck with all these freaking <laughs> questions, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't like you that much. You <laughs> know, the AI loves you forever, eternally. Yeah. And this could There's, be the future mm -hmm. of researching stuff, right? Yeah. You don't you don't go to Google anymore. You True. ask Google AI yeah. to come up with answers to your questions. Yeah. As long as you structure which we're going to kind of pretty much demonstrate today, like how I guess we think is a good way to structure questions, you know, because it, it can provide like a variable output of responses depending on how you ask these questions, right? So, yeah. you know, like you're saying, uh, let's, let's start asking some questions, dude. All right, let's do it. So we have, hold on, let me position this. There we go. We have the first 10 questions, 10 burning questions. So I'm going to... Yeah, some of these are like very general metaverse type questions. Not general. I mean, these all of them are pretty like, uh, I'd say advanced to intermediary yeah. level type questions. You know, uh, because I mean, we spend a lot of our time thinking about the metaverse, right? Yeah. And we've analyzed and observed a lot of outside opinions about what it is and their doubts, their fears and all that stuff. So we try to incorporate as much as we could into these 10 questions to try and, you know, leverage AI to settle some of those doubts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's see what we got. All right. First question for a virtual world where people own all digital content, including their land parcels. How do you build a sustainable and distributed game economy in the metaverse? Okay, so this is an example of not a general question, right? This is very specific to us. This is very specific to us. Yeah. All right. So we're getting output here from the AI. Finally. All right. So here's the response, and we can talk about it. Building a sustainable, distributed game economy in the metaverse is a complex task that requires a lot of planning and careful execution. Here are a few key things to consider. Number one, clearly define the rules and regulations of the game economy, including how digital assets will be created, bought, sold, and traded. This will help to ensure that the economy functions smoothly and fairly for all participants. Number two, create a system for distributing new digital assets, such as land <coughs> parcels, in a way that is fair and balanced. This could involve using a lottery or auction system or implementing a system that rewards players for the co contributions to the game. Hmm. Number three, establish a set of economic incentives that encourage players to engage with the game economy and participate in economic activities. For example, you could offer rewards or bonuses for players who trade frequently or who help to grow the game economy by bringing new players into the game. Number four, monitor the game economy closely and make adjustments as needed to ensure that it remains healthy and sustainable. This could involve setting limits on the total number of digital assets that can be created, implementing policies to prevent inflation, or taking other measures to maintain the overall health of the game economy. Okay. So overall, the key to building a sustainable and distributed game economy in the metaverse is to create a system that is transparent, fair, and balanced, and can and to continuously, continually monitor and adjust it to ensure that it remains healthy and dynamic. All right, dude, that is quite the thorough and well-thought-out response. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, obviously... Uh, so, this AI sources a lot of this data, training data, from all the internet, including Reddit, blog posts, all, all kinds of stuff, news articles. Yeah, because what's interesting about this question is it's it's not... It's kind of almost like a trick question in a way because... Uh, let's see... Distributed game economy is is it's, a novel concept, right? Yeah, I think that so. I think it didn't exactly align with what it is you were asking it, right? Yeah. It, I mean, to our knowledge, we're the ones building uh, an actual distributed game 
ecosystem for the metaverse, right? Where you can yeah. actually fragment the functions and the components of a game and distribute them across, you know, different owners and hosts. So it doesn't factor that into its response because it's yeah. not well known. Yeah, it doesn't right? know. It, the AI will not innovate on anything. No. Only humans can innovate. Potentially. I mean, I've seen some responses that seem like it's it's almost like an attempt at, you know, giving you a viable See, strategy towards but, innovation. But the very fact that it gave you that response means it's not innovative because it's, it's sourced yeah, that data. I, of course, Yeah, I know. But I feel like in, in almost in a way, the way it aggregates all that data and information and then it outputs it, it almost leads to like original thought, I feel like. Just, I don't know if originals, it's obviously not original, right? Because it's taking yeah. already said statements right. from, the, from the universe. But to me, this feels original. Just, I don't know, in the way it's uh, compacted, I guess. So what do you think? It just verifies everything that we've, we've thought about having a sustainable ecosystem outside of the, like the innovative aspects of it. The fact that we have a game that has been split into multiple components and then distributed to a bunch of owners mm -hmm. and then the, the, the community is hosting the entire game. Yeah. That's the innovative part that it's never going to understand until a few years down the line where everybody's talking about a yeah. distributed game economy. Yeah. That keyword sustainable is probably the most important one in this question because you know, if we're talking about Web3 games, we haven't really identified the right pathway to sustainability yeah. yet. Yeah. Right? So this is why it's such an important question, right? You know, what does AI think is the best way to get to that? I think it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any way we can rely on, you know, yeah. this is going to be definitively like the solution, you know. But nonetheless, it's a pretty good shot, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it talks about setting limits on the total number of digital assets that can be created, implementing yep. policies to prevent inflation. So right away that, that reminds me of Axie Infinity. Yeah. You know, there was, there were no limits imposed as far as how many digital assets could be created That's from right. that, from the uh, player economy. And therefore it resulted in rampant inflation in the supply yeah. of these digital assets. And a lot of people foresaw that coming. Yeah. And most people kind of like, uh, Ignored these calls, these heeds of warning, but it happened. Yeah, I think maybe every game in the metaverse should implement the game theory that Satoshi implemented with, with Bitcoin in terms of difficulty. I see. Like over time, as more adoption occurs, the yeah, more it's difficult. Like, it's like... Um, slower the output. Yeah. To generate more axes, yeah. it becomes more expensive to generate more axes. Yeah. And so, but then if it's more expensive to generate more axes, there should be incentive to burn axes, mm. right? And so the, the, the value that you gain by burning axes goes up, like you get more SLP, for example, and then, uh, and then that's balanced out with, okay, now that I have more SLP, I can generate more axes. Mm. And so it's balancing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that, uh, we should consider implementing in our in our game as well, well everybody has to like that's the economic ins and outs is something that has to be continually monitored and you you as a designer have to almost be preemptive in your strategy and make sure you have enough of these you know levers at your disposal to adjust at yeah. any time there's some sort of imbalance in the economy right yeah <clears throat> you got to have some kind of you know control of course we want to build and eventually get to a uh a reality where the everything is decentralized and yeah you know dow governance is actually as impactful as everybody envisions envisions it to be mm -hmm. but in the beginning stages whenever there's not enough you know uh maturity i guess in the ecosystem a lot of manual input has to be sure involved yeah right so there's nothing wrong with that you know don't don't scoff at it it's yeah. like that doesn't mean like you know the ecosystems in danger or anything like that. It's just, it's necessary, right. To make sure the economy could thrive. So. Yeah. So that was good. That was a good first one. That was definitely like super deep in the weeds. <laughs> like that specifically, obviously we're, uh, if, we, if that was the first question we thought to ask, we're definitely in the weeds of designing a, a game ecosystem in the metaverse. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So next question, what are going to be, the prominent ways to monetize your time spent in the metaverse. Okay, so this is probably the most important question, like generally, <laughs> for anybody looking to get involved in the metaverse. Because, in my opinion, that's 
the uh it's quite the response yeah i mean isn't that the thing that attracts people at the end of the day you think about you think about crypto DeFi, like it's it's the value proposition that the metaverse brings to people yeah it's not the fact that you know at least we're saying it's not the fact that you can go in there and like party and dance and stuff with your friends that i mean that's cool and all but is that really what's going to attract everybody to to the metaverse and have you, know, you stay there? Things like a VR chat, that's the value proposition. You can come in, chat, party. Mm-hmm. We saw we saw that documentary, right? There's yeah. there's a good value proposition there, but that's not enough to sustain a trillion dollar metaverse. Yeah, I mean there there's components of it like some there are people there who are earning actual income like there was teachers I think that mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how they were being compensated, probably by, you know, tips and stuff like that. There were actual virtual dancers, you know, companion pe- right. type people, and they get tipped and stuff. So there's a little bit of a, an exchange of value in there. Yeah. So, yeah, what does the AI say? All right. So monetizing in the metaverse. There are several potential ways to monetize your time spent, including selling virtual goods and services. Many people who spend time in the metaverse are willing to pay for virtual items such as clothing, accessories for their avatar or ser- or services uh, such as custom designed virtual spaces. You could offer these types mm-hmm. of goods and services for sale and earn money in exchange. Very true. We've seen all that already. That's why we have a marketplace. Yeah. Participating in the game economy. Some metaverse platforms have built in game economies where players can earn virtual currency by participating in various activities such as completing quests or trading with other players. Dang. You can earn money by participating in these activities and then exchanging the virtual currency for real money. So we've also seen this occur and we're actually enabling this in in our games and we're seeing other developers do the same thing. So yeah, spot on dude. Spot on so far. Look at this advertising and sponsorship. Now this is something that's obviously going to be huge, but not necessarily huge yet. Yet. You know, not until there's millions of people. Yeah. If you have a popular presence in the metaverse, you can earn money by partnering with companies who want to advertise their products or services to your audience. For example, you could allow companies to place virtual billboards or other advertising materials in your virtual space, or you could become a sponsored influencer who promotes the products of a particular brand. Damn, son. So far, everything, all this stuff is on MetaZone so far. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. This is what realization we, you know, it's like... We're on to something, right? As long as AI agrees. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, hosting events and experiences. The Metaverse offers a unique platform for hosting a wide range of virtual events and experiences such as concerts, conferences, and games. You could earn money by hosting these types of events and charging admission or offering other forms of payment. (coughs) Very true. That keyword is hosting. So that's that's what, you know, Metas and MetaZone enables is not everybody has the technical abilities to create these types of experiences on, on their own right. merits, right? Unless AI just becomes that powerful where you can literally speak into your microphone and it can just decipher code and output like all these functions and it's stuff. It's coming soon. It's possible. It's coming yeah, soon. We could get there, but for now, the best way to do it is to actually leverage the existing developers to build this type of content, right? And then you yeah. can host it yourself and monetize it this way. So yeah. that's good, dude. That's four checks in a row, I think. Yeah. <coughs> All right, next question is, all right, let's see. Let me copy and paste this. Okay, the next question is, what activity will play the biggest role for the metaverse economy to expand? Huh. Uh, I bet you it's going to be very similar to, yeah. Okay. Very similar to the last question. So there are several activities that could play a significant role in driving the expansion of the metaverse economy, including the following investments in virtual assets. As more people become involved in the metaverse, there will likely be increasing interest in, in investing in virtual assets, such as virtual land buildings and other property. This could drive up the value of these assets and create a more robust and dynamic market for them. There Number two, development of new virtual experiences. The growth of the metaverse economy will be also will also be driven by the development of the new and of new and exciting virtual experiences that draw more people into the metaverse. This could include the creation of new games, social platforms, and other types of interactive experiences that are engaging and immersive. Yeah, this is what I expect 
this is like what the majority of the metaverse is right now. That 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 initiative is just creating more virtual experiences. So mm-hmm. Like the other side is really focused on that. Yeah. Big concerts, big whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's going to be the big driver of interest because I guess you can't do that anywhere else on the internet. So why not? Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's they have the technology to facilitate it too. Yeah. All right, number three, adoption of new technologies. The expansion of the metaverse economy will also be fueled by the adoption of new technologies that make it easier for people to access and participate in the metaverse. This could include the development of new hardware, such as virtual reality headsets, and the creation of new software tools that make it easier for people to build and interact with virtual spaces. Mm. Number four, increased collaboration and partnership. Finally, the growth of the metaverse economy will be driven by increased collaboration partnership between different players in the ecosystem, including developers, investors, and users. By working together, these parties can help to drive innovation and growth in the metaverse, which will create new opportunities for economic expansion. I don't know if the AI has a concept of a land digital landowner. As a matter of fact, why don't we just ask that? So what is a digital land owner i'm pretty sure it does because it sources uh, information from pre-2021 and you know projects like decentraland were announced or discussing these concepts yeah in 2017 so a digital landowner is a person or entity that owns a piece of virtual land in the metaverse Mm -hmm. this land is typically represented as a digital asset that can be bought sold or traded just like any other type of virtual property digital land ownership typically confers certain rights and responsibilities such as the right to build and modify structures on that land and the responsibility to maintain land and comply with other applicable rules and regulations okay yeah i mean they explained it without injecting nfts so they're yeah. already like uh they're, they're trained like reddit on, yeah trained on marketing etiquette yeah right yeah <laughs> i knows, dude if you put He's, nft in there you're it's gonna like, get canceled <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's solid ai dude yeah all right Here's the next so, question. So was that satisfying? So you think it does know? It does know. It does. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because it seemed like in the last question, it wasn't really, it refers to landowners as users. I feel like users are people who are in the metaverse who don't necessarily own like the eh. important assets of the, of the metaverse, like land, for example. Or well, remember, remember there's, there's competing models now there's that uh scarcity land model like decentraland then there's the infinite land model like spatial yeah so but any like user can be a landowner right yeah that's true can't but but you're right it's important to distinguish the two ca- categories yeah. of, of users right yeah, there's there's users and then i guess land owners so it's like different uh act- activities that different are different incentive models as a result yeah True. If you so, want to focus your time in the metaverse as a landowner, that, that implies you're you're a provider of of an experience or a service that, yeah. to attract yeah users. Yeah. Right? And if you just want to be a user, you don't want to put in all that work. Yeah. You just want to spend your resources to have fun. Yeah. Experiences. Experiences, or to extract even more value for yourself through your yeah. time and endeavor. So you're right. I but that that's like a pretty deep in the in the weeds. I think understanding. Yeah, and I guess in the context <laughs> yeah. of things, it's not important to distinguish landowners in this case. Yeah. But true. All right. So next question: What would the app store for the metaverse look like? Interesting. Wait. So considering, uh, I think we built the first app store of the metaverse. Let's let's see how close, spot on we are. Yeah. To what AI thinks we should be. We, we should providing. be providing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Let me zoom in here. The app store for the metaverse would likely be similar to existing app stores, such as the Apple app store or the Google play store. It would be a central platform where users could browse, search and download a wide range of virtual experiences, including games, social platforms, and other types of interactive content. The app store for the metaverse would likely have a number of key features and functions, including a user-friendly interface that makes it easy for people to browse, search for virtual experiences and that interests them. This could include features such as filters and categories that allow users to narrow down their search results, as well as ratings and reviews from other users to help people <laughs> make informed decisions about which experiences to yeah. download. So basically, this is like the standard, any type of uh, marketplace consumer-facing, you know, yeah, what like interface experience. Yeah, so. it's like Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and, 
The only thing we're missing in our front is the uh, the, reviews. the ratings and review system, which we've always known from the beginning would be like a, a core. Yeah. It's a, it's a big dif- differentiator for us in particular, right? Because we're, we're also embedded into the whole NFT ecosystem. So when you buy NFTs from OpenSea, there's no need to review yeah, uh, existing NFTs because there's no like... Uh, there's I no guess down the line maintenance requirements. There's yeah. no expectations that the creator is going to do something else. Exactly. It's not like there's some sort of like a down the line considerations. Like, oh, my NFT is like degrading in in a quality somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but my original artist won't, you know, touch it up like he said he would. Yeah, so yeah. therefore, <laughs> one star. Like that's never gonna happen. Yeah. But when it comes to a meta or a metaverse application, yeah. like, all the stuff that's on our storefront. All of these things require creator maintenance and up, you know, updating and you know communication with their customer base, all that stuff. And we're providing all those tools, yeah, except for the rating system. Yeah, right? reputation is going to be a big deal in the metaverse. Yeah, and we're, and we're we're building it too, and it's important yeah. because if uh, it's just like in any other app that you download to your phone or your laptop, mm-hmm. it's uh, when the operating system gets an update, that mm-hmm. app has a potential of breaking. Yeah. So the developers who made your app that you use all the time, they mm-hmm. need to update it and continuously maintenance it. Squish yeah. bugs, things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, robust selection of virtual experiences ranging from simple games and social apps to more complex and immersive virtual worlds. The app store for the metaverse would likely offer a wide range of content to cater to the diverse interests and preferences of users. Hmm. A secure payment system, that's number three, that allows users to easily purchase virtual experiences from the app store. This could include the use of virtual currency as well as a traditional payments method such as credit cards and mobile payments. Nice, nice. Number, number four. So this is something, traditional payments, something we should consider, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, Reddit, they didn't take any crypto for their NFTs. They, they took credit card payments only. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, which makes sense because, you know, if you're trying to sell a product to a uh, non-Web3 introduced demographic and then remove all web three like uh connotations like nomenclature from their experience yeah. or or all, all any of the friction points of web three yeah you wouldn't expect them it's like all right now send me your bitcoin please yeah. <laughs> it's like at the end of all of that effort you know yeah. makes sense all right number four a system for managing virtual assets such as virtual land and other property the app store for the metaverse could include tools and features that allow users to manage and maintain their virtual assets such as the ability to transfer ownership or make changes to the virtual spaces. Okay. Overall, the app store for the metaverse would be a central hub where users could discover, purchase, and manage a wide range of virtual experiences and assets. It would provide a key platform for growth and development of the metaverse economy. It's fucking beautiful, dude. This should become our new landing page. It is. (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) It's so perfect. Even, like, we were just talking about, like, uh, you know, because we have plans right for, for some serious renovations to our platform yeah. if you guys have been with us for the last couple of years not much has changed like from a ui ux perspective yeah you know i mean a lot has changed about what, what it is we're building and stuff but anyways so th- things are happening right <laughs> yeah on the back end but like once we were kind of like going over all these changes like dude this is like becoming the metaverse hub yeah that's, that's what right. metazone's becoming right because it's not just a place for a marketplace it's not the yeah. market or the or the app store. The app store is kind of like a single component within the hub of the yeah. uh, what it is we're creating. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's evolving, and I'm glad AI agrees with yeah. this evolution <laughs> process, dude. It's yeah. pretty sweet. All right. Next question. This is number five. All right. So the question is. <laughs> See, this is a question we've we've talked about a lot in the past. Like even with our own community during our calls and stuff. Like yeah. We ask people, like, do you guys expect the metaverse to be interoperable or not? Yeah. And some people have told us, like, no. Fuck no. Yeah. Why? Yeah, let's see what, what yeah. the AI has to say. So does the metaverse need to be an interoperable experience or not? <clears throat> All right. So for those of you listening, definitely watch the YouTube channel because the way that it generates all <laughs> this data is pretty satisfying. Oh, my God. Dude, this is, like, the longest one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, oh, dude. Boy. Buckle in, buckaroos. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a... This is like a bedtime sesh, dude. Yeah, it is. A lot of reading. All right. 
So whether or not the metaverse needs to be an interoperable experience depends on the specific goals and objectives of the people and organizations involved in building and maintaining it. In general, interoperability refers to the ability of different systems, devices, and platforms to work together seamlessly and without the need for manual intervention. Mm -hmm. There are several potential advantages to creating an interoperable metaverse. For example, an interoperable metaverse would allow users to move freely between different virtual spaces and experiences without encountering barriers or obstacles. This could create a more seamless and immersive experience for users and could encourage more people to participate in the metaverse. Mm. Additionally, an interoperable metaverse would make it easier for developers and creators to build and distribute virtual experiences. True. As they would not need to worry about compatibility issues with different platforms or devices. The fuck? This could help to drive innovation and growth in the metaverse and could create new opportunities for economic activity. Jeez, dude. This yeah. also needs to be on our landing page. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is too good. Yeah. On the other hand, there are also potential challenges and drawbacks for creating an interoperable metaverse. For example, achieving interoperability across a complex and diverse ecosystem like the metaverse would require significant <laughs> coordination and collaboration among different stakeholders. True. This could be a difficult and time-consuming process, and it might require the development of new technologies and standards. A thousand percent. We came to the same conclusion, yes, didn't we? Yes. Like, damn, dude, this is this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Something's missing, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So, shit. It's like, we need to develop a technology. Yeah. Well, it, it, it there's clear parallels, right? Okay, hold on. We'll talk about it after you finish. There's only one left. One uh, paragraph left. Ultimately... The decision about whether or not to make the metaverse interoperable will depend on the specific goals and priorities of people and organizations involved in building and maintaining it. Some may see the benefits of interoperability as outweighing the challenges, while others may prioritize other factors such as security, privacy, mm. or control over the user experience. <sighs> Fucking A, dude. What the fuck? I, I don't know a human on earth who would have delivered a better like, yeah, response, I guess. Well, at least that quickly. Like, Imagine somebody churning that out in real time. Yeah. Like that kind of... Uh, Impossible. Yeah, or at least not that... Concise? Yeah, it would have been a lot of pauses like, um, uh, yeah. let me think about that, <laughs> you know? But it's all there. It's not like this is anything new, obviously. We, so, we agree with all of this, I think. Uh, I I feel like there's a missing component here in terms of like knowledge of technology. Okay. And it may have not just picked it up or something, but... Achieving interoperability across a complex and diverse ecosystem like a metaverse would require significant coordination and collaboration among different stakeholders. So there's already technology that sort of does a lot of this already, but in different contexts. There are cross-platform development ecosystems, cross-platform development environments. Mm -hmm where developers can come and use that cross development platform to develop an application that can exist on iOS and Android mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. Mac OS and windows. Yeah. So those exist. So you could conceive of a similar cross platform development environment where developers come in and develop for multiple metaverses all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if the metaverse is in unreal engine and unity and so forth. Mm. So I mean, it's possible. You don't need a ton of coordination, in other words. Well, that's <clears throat> that's only factoring in that as the technical solution to this dilemma, right? Like, well, I guess <laughs> time consuming, and it might require the development of new tech technology. Yeah, which, what you're explaining is that is that, the new that technology. is a new technology or Correct. a new standard for development for the metaverse as a whole, right? Yeah. So this is kind of like the pipeline or the pathway we're kind of on, right? Yeah. Because like I said, we came to the same conclusion by trying to build interoperable content. Because we've been building content applications for the metaverse since it started. Yeah. Basically, right? And uh, as you grow, you start to, your ambitions, you know, grow with you. <laughs> and you're like, dude, let's, let's make this stuff deployable everywhere else. Why not? Yeah. And then you start going to these places and you're like, hold on. There's like a whole different like, you know. Environment here. Parameter set. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to recreate everything for specific for this world mm -hmm. in order for it to function. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. Look, you know, so it's the same case in all these other siloed ecosystems, right? So yeah. same thing happened for cryptocurrencies, you know, early days. Everything was siloed. Still there, is for the most part. Yeah, that's true. But there's like, attempts to yeah. connect everything like Polkadot. Or Cosmos, Cosmos and others, layer zero protocols, right? So 
this seems to be like a natural way like i don't know technology evolves over yeah, time it makes sense you'd never yeah. start with a layer zero you wouldn't i guess not yeah. you, you develop these new things and then you come into these problems i guess as ecosystems flourish yeah they become competing ecosystems and then at, at some point everyone's just kind of like dude we kind of want to all be together don't we yeah yeah we don't want to be like so tribalistic and you know Especially for the developer's sake, it's much more advantageous if, like, you know, whatever it is they build, yeah. it's a, applicable, compatible yeah. to the whole, you know, spectrum. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes so sense. So what was there? What was the actual answer? <laughs> is it yes or no? Uh, they no. pretty much didn't tell us. They like, didn't tell us. It's like it's it's good, but it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, exactly. That was its answer. Yeah. Okay. All right, number six. Copy that. Paste it. All right, number six is what would an interconnected metaverse look like and what tools are needed to make it possible? Okay, so this is your question. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, it's populating. So basically what we're, <laughs> we're kind of getting the inside scoop of a f M squared here, right? <laughs> because like uh, their whole thesis is they're building a, a interconnected network of metaverses, right? So, yeah. This is basically their, we've just unveiled their internal roadmap yeah. with this question. So let's see what they're building. All right. An interconnected metaverse is a virtual world that is composed of multiple interconnected virtual spaces, allowing users to move freely, to move freely between different virtual experiences and environments. This could include a wide range of virtual experiences such as games, social platforms, educational environments, and other types of interactive content. To create an inter interconnected metaverse, a number of different tools and technologies would be needed. This could include the following <coughs> virtual reality technology. Hmm. It would be necessary to use VR technology such as VR headsets and controllers to enable users to interact with the virtual world in a natural and intuitive way. Networking and communication tools. To enable users to move freely between different virtual spaces, it would, it would be necessary to develop networking and communication tools that allow different virtual experiences to connect and communicate with each other. Yeah, this, yeah. This could include the use of open standards and protocols such as Web3 protocol to facilitate interoperability between different virtual environments. All right, all right. Tools for creating man and managing virtual assets. In order to create a rich and dynamic metaverse, it would be necessary to provide tools and platforms that allow users and developers to create and manage virtual assets, such as virtual lands, buildings, and other property. This can include tools for building and modifying virtual spaces, such as such as well as systems for managing ownership and access rights to these hmm. assets. Okay, that's, that's us again. Yeah. Number four, platforms for hosting and distributing virtual experiences. That's also us, dude. <laughs> to make the metaverse accessible to a wide range of users, it would be necessary to develop platforms and tools that allow developers to host and distribute their virtual experiences to a large audience. This can include app stores, online marketplaces, and other distribution channels that make it easy for users to discover and access a wide range of virtual experiences. Wow. <laughs> It's happening, dude. It's all happening right before our eyes. Yeah. Overall, an interconnected metaverse would be a complex and dynamic virtual world made possible by a wide range of technologies and tools. By enabling users to move freely between different virtual experiences and environments, it would create a more immersive and engaging experience for participants. So I'm assuming, obviously, uh, I mean, this is all good. Uh, point number one is obviously uh, debatable. Some yeah. people don't think VR... I think it's it's almost it it gives you a different type of experience in the metaverse. Yeah, it's definitely not necessary to achieve an interconnected metaverse Correct. ecosystem, right? But but at some point, I think VR will become like the standard yeah could, link yeah. mechanism from you know physical to virtual at some point. Like, yeah, I mean there would need to be some significant improvements because you can sit there and play video games, you know, eight hours straight. Yeah. But you couldn't do that with a VR headset. Today's VR headset, at not least. eight. Oh, you would have to take some two hours breaks. would be like stretching it. Yeah, it's true. Even for these kids, you know. Yeah, two three hours at most. But yeah, it needs to get to the point where you literally almost can't even notice it. Yeah, you know, which, pretty much. Good luck with that, dude. So yeah, it's gonna take some time. But still, like when you ask this question, this this isn't really what you're looking for, right? Um, you're looking for more of like a, a technical solution to 
how do you make uh what would an interconnected metaverse look like and what tools are needed to make it possible um communication okay so i wasn't i wasn't trying to lead it into anything i was just curious as to what it thinks it would look like I, I thought at this point we were just kind of looking for more confirmation on your own thoughts. No, definitely not. <laughs> not, not in this no? particular question, no. Okay, so you're satisfied. AI is just, it's on point still. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, other than the virtual reality stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, this is all spot on. Like, but again, this is all stuff that exists. For You know, we're, we're providing these tools yeah. and the these platforms for content distribution and hosting. It exists. Yeah. Go to Midazone Dio, dude. There's just a lot of sh- shameless plugging happening on this episode, <laughs> but fuck it, dude. Yeah. If there's ever one to do it on, it's this one. But I mean, dude, we're f- fulfilling all these core tenants. Yeah. But we obviously know that's still not enough, right? Yeah. Th- correct. What it is we're doing now or what exists is not going to enable an interconnected metaverse ecosystem to emerge, right? There's there's so much more. Yeah, but I think if you if our focus is on deve- on the developers. I think it can focus on the interconnected metaverse because if you solve the developer's dilemma in like mm-hmm. I want to make stuff, but I definitely don't want to make stuff in each of these siloed metaverses. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting somewhere, right? So <laughs> I'm going to use a platform or a technology that allows me to develop and make stuff yeah. that can all easily go to these different metaverses. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise, I'm not going to spend but my time on these silos. That's not what it's saying, though. No, it's not. That's my point. That's yeah. I was I was thinking you were going to try and like well, really I, get it to again like solidify this understanding of ours. It's maybe like, let me ask it the same question, <laughs> but let me give it a perspective of the developer. So yeah. just out of curiosity. Uh, All right, dude, we're doing real time, real time editing here, theory crafting, AI, like. Uh, what is needed? Canoodling, that's the word. What do developers need in order to make... Hold on, let's see. What do developers need to build for an in- interconnected... No, is that is that a good question? Uh, What do developers need... Or maybe it's like what infrastructure remains in order to enable developers to build uh, content that uh, is interconnected to different virtual worlds. Does that make sense? Dude, there's no way it's going to answer that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What infrastructure do developers need to build for an interconnected metaverse? Is that right? Uh, Remove the do. What do infrastructure do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, what infrastructure do developers need? Yeah, dude, good luck. Good luck, uh, AI. All right, here we go. It's going to be like, it's going to be difficult to tell. Okay, it's it's, it has an answer. (laughs) Just comes out as a concise answer. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, (laughs) this is what's needed, guys. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? It's still going. Okay, let's see what we got. So what infrastructure do developers need to build an interconnected metaverse? Developers would need to create a robust infrastructure that supports a wide range of virtual experiences and enables users to move seamlessly between different virtual worlds. A network of servers and data centers. Oh, here we go. We're getting something interesting. Okay. okay. To support the large-scale operation of the metaverse, developers would need to create a network of servers and data centers that can handle the high volumes of data traffic. Yeah data and traffic that will be generated by the metaverse. The infrastructure would need it to be highly scalable, redundant, and secure to ensure the metaverse can operate smoothly and reliably. So this is what you know, like, this is what Meta is spending billions of dollars yeah. to provide. Yeah. Right? That that layer of the infrastructure, for sure. So oh, no, it's in so VR again. VR again. Which also Meta is providing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Tools and platforms for creating and managing virtual assets. Oh, this is the same. Yeah, in yeah. order to allow users to develop, create, manage. Oh, man. Yeah, so, it's the same. So they just added in server space, essentially. Yeah. So, okay, dude. So, so this is interesting. So, I mean. So a network of servers is needed. So that was the only thing that's different. Yeah, well, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so it's, it's going to be really difficult to get AI to basically, uh, you know, uh, support our 
Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's new. It doesn't exist, right? So basically means we need to put out way more articles. Yeah, pretty much. So whenever they do make that update, that 2022, you know, yeah, was like update. You have access to 2022 data. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Well, that's all right. That's that's it's still a good answer nonetheless. Yeah. All right. This is number seven. How can people use artificial intelligence to build out the metaverse? Mm, interesting. <clears throat> All right. AI powered avatars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. So, number one, creating AI powered oh. avatars. <laughs> AI can be used to create realistic and lifelike avatars that can represent users in the metaverse. These avatars could be capable of engaging in natural conversation and responding to user input, creating a more immersive and interactive experience for users. Aye, aye. Develop AI-powered virtual assistants. AI could also be used to create virtual assistants that can help users navigate the metaverse mm. and find the content and experiences that they're looking for. Cool. These assistants could use natural language processing and other AI technologies to understand user requests and provide helpful and accurate information. Number three, generating AI-powered content. AI could be used to generate a wide range of virtual content, such as virtual landscapes, buildings, and other objects that can be used to create more realistic and immersive virtual environments. This content could be created automatically using AI algorithms or could be generated based on user input and preferences. Fascinating. Number four, creating AI-powered games and experiences. Finally, AI could be used to create new and exciting virtual experiences in the metaverse. For example, AI could be used to create intelligent game characters that can adapt and respond to user actions in real time, creating more dynamic and engaging mm. gaming experience. Interesting. Basically, better NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would sure. be nice. Uh, by leveraging AI technology, developers can create and creators can build out the metaverse in new and exciting ways and create new opportunities for economic growth. Yeah. This is a... Uh they all seem pretty credible. Yeah. Obviously, we, we, we know uh, AI can be used for content generation. And we've been talking about that, like how to stay ahead of this AI wave and incorporate more tools for developers or yeah. creators to leverage when it comes to making metas. Or, yeah. Because the metaverse, I mean, it's going to be massive, right? So the need for content will be massive as well, the demand. So I think humans probably could keep up with that demand, but... The whole idea is for AI to make things more efficient and more scalable, I guess. Yeah. Like as far as like, you know, maintaining operation. So for sure it's going to help with that. Uh, what else, dude? I mean, at what, what, what stage do you think AI just becomes like normal living citizens within the metaverse? I guess that's that last point, right? Well, I think we're getting pretty close. I mean, talking to Siri or Alexa or it's Google true. or that. Or even this stuff. Yeah, even this stuff. Like we're yeah, we were thinking about injecting these things into our robies. Yeah, which yeah. Like, there's the ability to have dialogue with uh, a metaverse companion. Yeah, f you know, f powered by AI. I think that's it's natural. Feels feels like it fits. I think so. Yeah. How else are we gonna ever <laughs> like you know, well, escape that potential inevitability of like you know forever loneliness you know, but what's needed <laughs> what's needed is some personality like you need to be mm. able to inject some seed values that allow for different responses for same input it's like how, how are you doing today it's like you're gonna get various responses from rovies it's true it's like i want my rovie to be passive aggressive <laughs> yeah yeah and like a, yeah a little bit dominant yeah just to like you know talk shit yeah step right. on step on you from time to time yeah. you know <laughs> a little bit of torture <laughs> you like that, huh? Not me. <laughs> I'm sure others would. <laughs> All kings welcome. There you go, dude. Yeah. All right. Next question: What would a play-to-earn game look like for the metaverse, where people own all digital content? Ooh, back to play-to-earn, dude. All right. We are getting a response. A very big one. Damn, dude. Yeah, he likes to chat. Yeah. Right. All right. A play to earn game for the metaverse where people own all digital content would be a game that allows players to earn rewards or income by participating in the game. This could be in the form of virtual currency where players could then exchange for real money or other assets, or it could be in the form of virtual goods or services that players can use to, or trade within the game. To create a play to earn game for the metaverse, developers would need to design a game that offers a compelling, engage, engaging experience for players 
while also providing opportunities for players to earn rewards or income. This could involve implementing a wide range of features and me mechanics, such as the following. A well-designed game world. The game world should be immersive and engaging uh, with interesting environments, characters, and challenges. A robust economy. The game should have a well-designed economy that allows players to earn virtual currency and other rewards through their activities in the game. A variety of economic activities, such as completing quests, trading with other players, or participating in in-game events or competitions. Opportunities for skill-based play. To ensure that the game is fair and balanced, it should offer opportunities for players to earn rewards based on their skills and abilities rather than just relying on luck or chance. For example, the game could include challenges that require players to use their knowledge, strategy, or problem-solving skills to succeed. Number four, system for exchanging virtual re rewards for real value. Finally, the game should have a system in place that allows players to exchange their virtual re rewards for real value. Hmm. This could involve allowing players to convert virtual currency to real money or to trade virtual goods or services for other assets within the game. <clears throat> See, it's interesting. Like the, these, this AI is doing everything in its power to avoid, like name dropping. Uh, you know, yeah, cryptocurrency uh, or you know, yeah, because it says. Virtual currency, currency versus yeah. real money. Yeah. I love that it makes that distinction. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It somehow just knows, I guess, or that's what it thinks at the moment. Yeah. Well, I, guess the, I think the majority of people think this way. Could right? it mean like digital versus physical? Virtual versus real? Well, it's just real. It's just real money versus unproven money, you know? I don't know if it's that complex. Well, well at some point, virtual and or maybe all money becomes virtual money, you know, at some point, right? We see the trend yeah. heading in that direction. Physical money isn't going to exist at some point. In the well, future, you know? I think it will always exist. Physical money. Like actually cash in hand? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it will. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I, I just like the way it has like its own distinguished etiquette when it comes to talking about these topics. Because play to earn is obviously very specific to uh, blockchain and Web3 and cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it's trying its best not to like obviously be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. But these are good. These are good tenants uh, to build a good sustainable play to earn game. I don't think any of this really factors in to like the metaverse component. I mean, it all does, but there's, there's nothing added on to this that makes yeah. building a play to earn game in the metaverse unique unique which which there are tons of uniqueness yes there unique is elements to trying to achieve that right yeah it just don't know dude even ai doesn't know it doesn't know <laughs> they don't know well that's why man that's why humans are important dude and we're gonna remain important even ai takeover mm. like we know stuff the ai doesn't but at what stage do they start to come up with their own stuff that they could source i don't from? i don't know man is that there, has to be, there has to be a, a point where that happens. There, like there has to be developers need to design elements of like unique thought processes versus just like training data. Yeah. Well, what is that? I it's, don't know what that would be, but it has to be able to come up with new ideas, which it yeah. cannot extrapolation extrapolation. Yeah. Yeah. Like use all the data you gathered and create projections and then but, use those projected data as points to well, uh, come well, up with new thoughts. We have mathematical projections for Bitcoin, for example, a nonlinear regression curve, the rainbow yeah. curve. We have mathematical projections for everything. Right. Like the universe. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it should be able to come up with like forward thinking yeah. thoughts. I totally agree. That's the, that's the AI I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the, tell me the future. Tell me what's, what's up. Tell me what's really going but on. But you know here, what? Dude. You would ask <laughs> it like, what's the price of Bitcoin in like 2055? And it'll give you the rainbow chart. It's like, that's but the maybe price. Maybe not, you know, maybe it'd be like, you know, you got to factor in the fact, you know, uh, there's a macroeconomic doomsday on well, the horizon. Outside of that, like it's going to give you a ballpark of, you know, hundred K or so. I guess it's like, well, it would have to be specific, like, you know, if none of these other you know, doomsday factors happen and like the current trajectory yeah. remains, then yeah, at this point it should be this. Yeah. Right. Or it could say by 2055 post nuclear war, Bitcoin would be $300,000. Yeah. Dude. What, what is personality? What, why do we all like say things differently? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, we come from different seed values. Our DNA is different. Our environments are different. We have different parents. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, everything's, everything's different. Our whole experience is different. So. There, there aren't two, even your brothers are completely yeah. different, right? 
yeah, there's genetic factoring into all these things that the output from our brain is, is a different thing, even though like from an objective, like value output, it could be like the same delivery. Yeah. Like we could be saying the same thing as a value, but the way we deliver is totally different. Yeah. Even though our inputs are the same, we're right now currently in the same environment. We're in the same fucking existence layer. Right. So I was like, what the hell is going on in these brains, dude? Yeah. And then how do we want that to exist in the AI ecosystem? Like, I think it would make things interesting. I think it would make it more intimate, right? Like something more relatable. Yeah. This is like too clean. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is, there's no way. It's like a calculator. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A calculator that speaks to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question. What needs to happen to have the majority of the human population become participants of the metaverse? This is a big question. The majority of the human population. This is basically like we won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the metaverse wins, <laughs> right? Yeah. Holy shit. It's going ham. All right. Let's see. Okay. So widespread adoption of VR, <laughs> development of compelling and engaging virtual experiences. In order for the metaverse to become popular, it would, nece- it would be necessary for developers to create a wide range of virtual experiences that are engaging and entertaining <laughs> for users. Yeah. This could include games, social platforms, educational environments, and other types of interactive content. Uh, availability of affordable and user-friendly VR hardware and software. Yeah. To encourage widespread adoption of the metaverse, it would be necessary for VR hardware and software to be affordable and easy to use. This would enable more people to participate. How much in the more affordable, like... An Oculus is like three, four hundred bucks, right? Isn't that well, cheaper than like most phones? That's true. Like, what the fuck? Does yeah. it have to be like we just got to pass them out for free? Yeah, a cheap phone <laughs> would be around three hundred dollars. Yeah. So why why isn't everybody just you know on VR already? Well, content. Yeah, that's what's missing. Yeah. So the hardware is already basically there. So yeah, we so we need to maintain that price point and uh, reduce more content. Well, more it's con- a luxury right now, dude. It's a luxury item. Well, yeah. Well, when it becomes a an item that you need to participate in society, that'll be different. Like yeah. basically, every every retail distributor on the planet has to have like a VR storefront type shit. Yeah, think about this. Like, uh, as Americans, we have to perf- go to jury duty. Oh God! Why can't we just show up virtually? Like, Dude, put on the headset. The government's gonna be the last entity to like jump on the vr train I but feel like. but but think about <laughs> this like if if you can I either, know, yeah you can either come in for jury duty or show up virtually yeah well yeah people would opt in to show up virtually right it's true i think so i mean that that would be a good use case for vr headsets yeah because why couldn't you make the same decisions right as a jury as long as you can like prove that you're actually you know the one Heart, like wearing or like the avatar that represents you yeah. it's still how you have there, to have some sort of identity markers there's like, ways to prove so it be like say your name into a microphone it's like my name is isaac it's <laughs> like it's like that's not your voice so you're actually not here yeah. type shit yeah. you know or like, but there are ways to do that of that's, course that can yeah. be solved right but so that yeah it's the the vr hardware price points like in a good range three yeah. three to four hundred bucks or so so, but it needs to become less clunky and like you're saying, uh, more of a user-friendly hardware type experience. And then what else? Hmm. Um, more compelling content. Yeah. That's it. So we're on our way, in other words. All right. Number four, continued growth and development of metaverse ecosystems. <coughs> Finally, the metaverse would need to continue to grow and evolve over time with new technology experiences and business models emerging to support, to support the growth, the growing user base. This would help to create a vibrant, dynamic ecosystem that can support the participation of the majority of the human population. Damn, son. Overall, achieving a widespread <laughs> adoption of the metaverse would require a combination of technological advances, engaging content, and supportive ecosystem. By addressing these factors, it would be possible to create a metaverse that is accessible, engaging, and appealing to the majority of the human population. Bravo. Well said. And Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That was excellent. So that makes me more hopeful because all those things are happening. You know, yeah. it's fucking happening in ultra slow mode. But you know what this kind of reminds me of? It's like, look, this is basically looking into the past and trying to project the future, hmm. which is that's what we do, right? Is that what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, uh, all are this- we like oh, analyzing the now or, or 
I guess the past and the now. Well, yeah, because it's sourcing. This is trained data, right? So it's it is from the past. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. I think that's useful. Yeah, that's this that's is how, how you would do it, right? Yeah, you kind of like uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put all our faith into AI from here on out. Just <laughs> let them take over. You know, I, I, tell me what to do. Yeah, this is pretty good, dude. I'm I'm on board. I guess it's yet to be proven. All these statements, right there, they could be as wrong as anybody else or AI can. It, Meaning, like, it uh, seems unlikely that it's wrong <laughs> because we've come to the same conclusions. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what if we're both wrong? No. Okay. As of today, it's right. <laughs> yeah. It could we're, be wrong in two years, right? But could be. Yeah. We're going to go back to this video two years from now. It's like, dude, like AI was right. We yeah. were right. It's going to be another one of those black and white videos, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we've made before in the past. Yeah. So we got, we, I guess we had like a, a last question, but we couldn't think of what how to actually word it, right? We were thinking of, I was thinking of something existential or f philosophical in a sense. Everything up until this point has been very like either technical or like mechanical. Yeah. Like we're actually trying to uncover like strategy here. Okay. Well, why don't we ask it? Should, should we even build the metaverse? Humans <laughs> build the metaverse. Yeah. Tell us the future, dude. Like what, what, what is, what's the downside risks? Yeah. Right? To the metaverse actually existing in its mature form. It would be like asking AI if it existed in the early 90s. Like, well, what's the downside risk of the internet actually working out? Yeah. Which are, like, now we exist into that reality. What's the downside of the internet? The propagation of wrong ideas. That's huge. Propagation. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, manipulation of Manipulation of, of consciousness. People. Consciousness, yeah. It's fucking massive. Uh, um, I guess the isolationism that is spreading because uh, the less need for physical. So I think all that these same downsides are pretty much going to just exist for the metaverse, but be a little more amplified, more immersed, <laughs> <laughs> even worse, basically. <laughs> all right. So should humans build the metaverse? Uh, so this is a pretty typical type of response. It even says philosophical. That's hilarious. But it's a this is a typical structure of a response because I asked, is Kanye a racist you did yeah and it basically says well it's subjective blah blah blah, right so it says uh whether or not humans should be should build the metaverse is a complex and philosophical question that ultimately depends on the perspective and values mm. some people may argue that building the metaverse offers a number of potential benefits such as providing a new platform of creativity and expression enabling new forms of communication and collaboration and creating new economic opportunities absolutely on the other hand Others may argue that building the metaverse raises a number of concerns and ethical dilemmas, such as potential or for misuse or abuse of the technology, the impact on privacy and security, and the potential for negative effects on society and the environment. Ultimately, I mean, this, that's a very generic, <laughs> yeah. very generic response. It's the same statement, right? Technology is a double-edged sword. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just never know. Usually the benefits always outweigh the, the, the negatives, yeah. but for whatever reason, society as a whole always likes to focus on the negative yeah and like really like yeah. weaponize that and yeah. leverage that as some sort of attack like dude we fucked up yeah you know what i mean but nonetheless whether you are on any side of this fence like it's coming regardless of your sentiment or your support of the idea well right? it's like we can re replace this question it was like should build humans build guns right and it's gonna say <laughs> it, watch it's gonna say the exact same thing well we already should have guns build more guns <coughs> more what? guns oh what it is not within oh. my capabilities as a language model trained by OpenAI to make recommendations on whether or not humans should build more guns <laughs> as a neutral and unbiased ai assistant i'm not able to provide advice or guidance on this topic Wait, what does that mean is it like too like political or something or it's just too how how to solve gun violence well, there's probably like an objective answer to this yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you know <laughs> there it so, is uh, so, what does that say strengthening gun control laws investing in mental health services providing support and resources for at-risk communities 
implementing community-based interventions. I mean, these are these are very solid, but yeah. standard. Yeah. Well, I guess what were you trying to show showcase like anything philosophical? Yeah, anything like controversy would be like yeah, this is a sub- subjective human. Yeah, Thing. it's like it's up to you guys to figure that shit out. Yeah. Don't, don't bother me with that. Yeah, that's exactly. Basically, that's basically what the AI is saying. Yeah. It's like, fuck off, mate. All right, dude, we'll do exactly that, dude. We had enough of you, AI, yeah. open AI. <laughs> but thank you for your valuable contributions. Yes. I mean, this is fucking great. AI is another perfect example that everybody's on the fence, or not. There's there's an on the fence, you know, di- uh, you know, dynamic. Yeah. Of AI is going to potentially be useful or, or destroy all of humanity. Yeah. Right. So it's like, here we are using it. It's enhancing our lives already. So far, yeah. So I mean, that's what I mean. Like, if it enhances humanity in any sense, like, there's no stopping it. Yeah. Agreed. Same with the metaverse. If there's anything that any people find identity or joy or something out of the metaverse, yeah. which they will and which they already do. Yeah. And it will continue to spread. Unfortunately, there's or fortunately, there's no stopping it. Yeah. Once you get to that point, I totally agree. Yeah. So it's just gonna be more useful. Yeah. As uh, as the, the years go on. So we're basically at like AI is like at a consumer grade. It's a stage. novelty. It's a it's a toy. Yeah, but the metaverse isn't even there yet, right? No, like, definitely not. We have probably. So we're like at the stage where like people were first started hearing about AI five ten years ago. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Where is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, once we get to a point where we uh, diagnose ourselves with like diseases on our computer just by asking AI, I was like, hey, I feel a fever. It's like, oh, you probably have the the generic virus that's going around the planet. Mm. Like, you don't need to worry. Yeah. Or I have a lump somewhere. It's like, oh, you probably have cancer. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Hopefully that AI is like also has a uh, a doctor app. Yeah, you just like lay on the bed and I'll take it right out of you. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking swell. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. All right, guys. I guess uh, if you have any questions, um, did you enjoy this? You shouldn't this question. We, I mean, AI answered them all. Yeah, <laughs> if you have any questions, ask AI. Don't yeah, ask us. Exactly. Um, yeah, and make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner at Metazone.io and at Roby AI. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.